The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Toyota's Labor Day sales event is ending soon. Save big with 0% APR on 13 of Toyota's top-selling models like RAV4, Camry, and Corolla. Don't wait. Toyota's Labor Day sales event ends Monday. Toyota, let's go places. Click the banner or visit buyatoyota.com. With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping. To the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show we talk about what you think about but maybe afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. It's no holds barred radio, folks. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, politics, film, TV, you name it. We talk about it. And why? Because I'm with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? I'm amazing, Buff. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's Thanksgiving week. A lot to be thankful for, but right now I'm thankful because we have our longtime co-host on the show who definitely will talk about anything you want to talk about, and the F-bomb count starts now. Not encouraging you, of course, Sammy. The beautiful, the sensual, the wonderful, the intelligent, the sex bird of Los Angeles, the sex bird of the world. She oh. is the penthouse pet, Sammy Phillips. Hi, Sammy. Wow. That one has to be, like, out of all the intros... Probably one of my fucking favorites. Well, if you put the F-bomb on it, it damn well better be. Thank you. That's number one. Numero uno. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks, Sammy. You deserve it, honey. Sammy, I, I've had the chance to, uh, since you were on the show last time, I had the chance to see you in person, a rare social engagement that we got to meet each other at. You came to the first It's Time Comedy Night at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. I haven't talked to you since then. It's It's Time Radio. I'm a big boy. How did you like the show? Oh, I thought you were spectacular. All of your comics were hilarious. You were a fantastic MC. You had some bits there. You had some jokes. The jokes went over well. Um, I thought you killed it. Oh, that's so sweet of you. You know, Sammy, actually, it was a little out of my wheelhouse, as we all know. But I'm not a comedian. I'm a comic host. And I'm going to perfect that more so. But I will tell you right now, Sammy, just like when I first stepped in the octagon 24 years ago, yeah. I'm, I wasn't nervous. Kristen was there. She, are you nervous? Are you nervous? Are you nervous? No, I'm not nervous. Are you scared? Are you scared? No, I'm not scared. I'm going out to do my thing. But 
Now I'm that much more comfortable. I had an absolute blast, Sammy. Everything I dreamed of came true that night, and we're going to do it again. I'll let you know what the next show is. It's either going to be in December or January, and then we're going to move on to once every month. So the Laugh Factory has already called me back. They want to know when we want to do the next show. They were very happy with everything. That's super. Hey, how many people is in a typical audience of a UFC fight? Depends on the arena, but I would say uh, if you really wanted to average out for the big shows, there's always ten to fifteen thousand. Okay, so even though that's got to be scary because you get up in front of ten, fifteen thousand people live, the world, millions and millions, isn't it in a way almost scarier to get up on a small stage in a small room? Not to say that the Laugh Factory is a small room, but comparatively to a stadium that, you know, a UFC fight would be held in. Meaning in the intimate setting of a smaller room with people like a foot away from you all staring at you. Well, you you know you know that I'm always honest, right? Unless yeah. you're playing poker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that. I I was nervous a little bit or to a degree my very first UFC. Then the next time I went back when I did the full UFC, sure, I had some butterflies. I mean, we're only human. I am so comfortable. I don't get nervous, Sammy. I wasn't nervous that night to answer your question because even before I did UFC starting 24 years ago, running the big companies that I've done and other other various ventures and doing motivational speaking before, I'm very comfortable being on stage even if I'm in front of 20 people, wow. which I find I find intimate settings actually excite me a lot because it allows me to get more personalized attention to the people in the room. So to answer your question, no, I was not nervous. I was not scared. What I was doing was accepting a challenge, which I constantly put myself up against in my life to make myself better in my life, the way I lead my life. And I saw that as a new challenge that I went out to conquer and I got through it. And now it's time for the next challenge when we do the next show. And I just want to get better, not just myself, but make the whole show even better. So it starts branding itself and creating a name for itself in the world of comedy. Okay, I hope hang on. I want to I join your challenge. I want to challenge you to have porn stars and penthouse pets at every show that you <laughs> do moving forward. And I would even encourage you to incorporate porn stars or penthouse pets into your show. And I will tell you one of the best ways to do it. So not to jump on your thing, but I would merge my thing with your thing because your thing is the thing that's going on. So back in the day, I used to have a comedy show that I actually had Sam Tripoli be a part of years and years ago called the Red Light Comedy District. And one of the, and we would have, Porn stars and penthouse pets do improv with the comics to warm up the crowd in the beginning of the show. Kind of like Drew Carey's Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mm -hmm. And these girls would take improv courses from the comics and learn how to play the games to be a part of the show. Just throwing it out there. I, I could see doing a special one-nighter for something like that. Um, because I got to keep the pace that we're going. I like the idea. It's, it's kind of like Tony Hinchcliffe's Monday night, uh, kill Tony show where he can branch out and do different things like that because yeah. it, but the lab factory wants us to have, and I want to have the comics on, but we can talk about this and we can have a night. I will guarantee you one thing, Sammy, because I know you're, you've indulge yourself with that fine special that you produced with the comics of which two of the comics or three of what they were on my show were in your movie. So guarantee Sammy, you're always going to have 
my invitation for your guests and you to come to the show and look at what happened when you and your penthouse pets were sitting and your, your other people, your guests were sitting in the audience. Didn't almost every single comic, aside from enjoying your laugh, which is very outstanding, <laughs> didn't they all kind of focus on you and your little group a bit at some point in their acts, to a degree? I mean, it was a line of porn stars sitting in a row, eight of them. It was hard not to notice. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope that they would be the focus of jokes, Jesus Christ. Well, understand that then you'll be part of almost every show you attend. So I think I think you're already <laughs> indulging. I think you're already in there sammy the, the one thing we've got to do before you do anything moving forward happy birthday to tj my partner happy birthday tj how old are you tj 28 28 what a Hold on. liar Jesus. <laughs> god come on you know what i used to get mad at my friends i said when i when i pass 40 right i'm out single ready to mingle Girl says, how old are you? I'm 42. I'm sitting there with two of my best friends who are also 42. And they asked the girl, asked them, how old are they? Oh, I'm 34. I'm 35. I almost swallowed my drink at hold. It's like I looked at them when the girl went, you know, when they went away or, or broke away. Go, Guys, what's wrong with you? Are you that insecure? You can't even say your age. I'm not saying that about you, TJ. I'm not saying that about you. Women are, have a prerogative. Women can be 29 forever. Okay. But men, come on. Grab on to no, yourselves. How I'm old are you? Three, and I'm a firm believer in just being truthful about your age. TJ, how old are you? 36. Oh, you're oh, such geez. a baby. Yeah, you're a baby, TJ. I didn't realize you were that young. I mean, you actually don't even look 36. You look good. But, I, but you know, you got great skin, TJ. You should appreciate that. From now on, TJ, if I ever hear you lie about your age, which I know you were just kidding about, if you were in the same room with me, I'm going to give you the old B slap, okay? Can't do that. Uh, the buffer slap? Sure. Yes, the, the buffer slap. That's what I meant. Buffer slap. You can, what, can you I, might have, have I, I thought ever, about something else. I didn't mean that. <laughs> wait, can, have I ever had, a, have I been the recipient of a buffer slap just in uh, our private life? I don't recall. <clears throat> so anyway, in the news, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to announce that Ben Askren has announced his retirement. He needs a hip replacement. <laughs> ben Askren, UFC star. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sammy, the SNR show, we killed that show a few years ago, right? Oh, it needs to come back. Yeah, no, I don't think it ever really went away. No, <laughs> not when you're on the show. It doesn't go away. That was, that was very funny, Sammy. It was very funny. Mum's the word. Okay, Ben Askren announced his retirement, needs a hip replacement. Um, he's calling it a career. He's 35 years old after his last loss which is pretty devastating to Jorge Masvidal. He is retiring from MMA, and he claims his hip is shot. You know, we, it, it, so many things have happened. I mean, when you realize what these great athletes go through, Michael Bisping at his young age getting a knee replacement, right, which I was amazed to see him at a show when I, I can't even remember where I was out, around the world somewhere when he should be recovering, but that's Michael. He's an animal. He goes out and does it. The MMA, man doesn't have an eye. Wait, and who doesn't have an eye? Michael, Michael Bisping. Bisping. Michael Bisping. He only has one eye? Yep. He can actually pull out his, his what do you call it, a prosthesis? What do you call it, a prosthetic yeah, eye? Yeah, a glass eye, prosthetic eye, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. actually pulled it out one time. And they TMZ showed it. And, um, yeah, he has one eye, which, again, you can attribute to his fighting career. And he couldn't even walk. He was telling me when he'd walk his beautiful German Shepherd, he'd be out there for, let's say, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and he had a hard time, if at all, trying to get home. And he realized 
it was time for the knee replacement, and he's had a full-blown knee replacement, which you know, Sammy, is like getting your leg amputated, yeah. and then they put in the titanium knee and reconnect your leg is okay, basically what it is. Going back to being a fighter again, is that the idea? No, no. No, no, but it's a tough sport. It's tough on the body. It's tough in many ways. Here's Ben Askren, one of the greatest wrestlers to ever go into the great sport of MMA, and now retiring, which he could still be fighting. Remember, he just signed with the UFC. He only had, what, TJ, two fights, three fights? Uh, let's see here. Um, two fights, I think, in the UFC. Yeah, two, no, no, three two, fights, three fights. Three, three fights, champion in other uh, MMA promotions or a promotion, and, you know, one of the finest fighters out there for what he did. No, just retired. He could have still continue to go on and make money, but his body said, hey, it's time to stop, and his mind said, hey, time to stop. So all respect, you know, pleasure having him in the octagon. I wish Ben all the best with his career. I don't know what he's going to do post-career, but just hope he's successful and happy and thank him for all the entertainment he's given all the MMA fans out there. There you go. Okay, here's the news. TJ... Sammy, I want your opinion on this, and I want you to try and predict what it's going to be. Floyd Mayweather says he's going to come out of retirement again in 2020 after UFC talks he had with Dana White. His initial thoughts from all the articles and what I've read, people I know in the industry, he would love to have another fight with Manny Pacquiao, who's looking really strong again You know, later in his career. Uh, that would be a huge money fight for Floyd. But what he would like to do is he wants to take on an MMA fighter. But from what I'm reading, it is not, again, and smartly so, under MMA rules. We know that Floyd, with all respect, Floyd, if you're listening, you know, you've been a friend of yours for years. MMA fight, mm-mm. Boxing fight, okay. So Conor McGregor, I don't see that happening, but it looks like they're looking at Habib Nurmagomedov. TJ, how do you feel about that? Don't like it. Go on. A little more, please. Well, I mean, <laughs> Habib is a fantastic mixed martial artist, the best in the world at 155 pounds. How does he fight fights? Wrestle. Yep. So I don't, I don't like a wrestler boxing, but just me. Okay. Uh, Sammy, I know you're not real. I mean, no, you love the sport. I know you're involved in the sport, but you don't follow it like we do. When you hear something like this, knowing that it's, I, I use the term money grab. I don't mean to say that disrespectfully, but it is all about making a ton of money, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's really what it is. If Floyd's going to do something, it better make him 30, 50, a hundred million dollars or Floyd is not going to do it. Right. So right, right. Floyd, no, he, he rains money down on strippers. He needs that cash. He's got a lot of other bills, too, for sure. But, you know, however his life leads, we don't know his personal finances, but the man has made an absolute ton of money. He helped Conor McGregor, and Conor McGregor helped him to make a ton more money. If another MMA fighter and Dana White gets behind it and they do a co-promotion or however the plan is for whatever it possibly could be, everybody makes a lot of money. Habib Nurmagomedov, as a striker, I've never seen him box as a boxer. But again, uh, that's because he never has. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not to say that anything could happen because anything uh, can happen. But right. But it won't. So, I mean, th this is my problem. Floyd wants to come back and uh, have a, a boxing match against an MMA fighter. That's great. Do it. Just do it against someone whose base is primarily striking. I'm with you. But then again, marquee value. Who in the world of the UFC in Floyd's potential weight division, at the top of your head right now thinking about it, name one person that you think boxing ability and marquee value 
would be good for Floyd and would even think about it. Can you think of anybody? Uh, I'm trying to right now Dustin, myself. Dustin Poirier. Paul Felder. Uh, I, lo- I love Paul Felder. Love Dustin Poirier. Are we talking marquee value? Anything I, that Floyd Mayweather does is going to be a big deal, especially it's if it's draw people a up, super yes. fight. So I I, I'm sorry. Like, just for me, I don't need to see Habib Nurmagomedov get knocked out. I don't. I don't want to, especially because he's mm-hmm. at the top of his game. He's a fantastic fighter at 155 pounds. Uh, this is a game where, I mean, people have been talking about, you know, Habib maybe not even fighting more than one or two more times, like maybe being done. Um, Habib has said that. He said three more right. fights. So if that's the case, I don't want to see him take a bunch of punishment in boxing. I want to see him fight in mixed martial arts. I- I'm not going to be mad if he takes the fight because, again, it's money. It's a huge opportunity. You don't turn that down. I mean, Floyd Mayweather wants to box me. Sure. I'll make millions of dollars and get my ass kicked. And I'm not saying that Habib will get his ass kicked per se, but uh, again, like at least with Conor McGregor, it was interesting to a point because Conor is a striker at his heart. You know, like I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, no, I'm, he, I'm here's with the thing: you. if you if you want to box uh, Habib, great. Let's let Habib at least do like takedowns to where. Uh, he can't fight you on the floor, but he's allowed to just slam you on the floor. Uh, that's like Sanshu or whatever they used to call right. it. Which, yeah, I'd be interested in that. I don't think Floyd would. Of but course you know not. But we'll I mean, well, that's what I'm saying, Bruce. I want to see something that is competitive. Um, I don't think that Habib Nurmagomedov against Floyd would be competitive. I think Floyd would probably carry him for a few rounds to give people their money's worth. But I'm not interested in it. Well, it's just like Floyd. I mean, there was well respect. As soon as that round went past the point that he bet the over-under on, he took Connor out. Right. It was almost like, let me get up here. Oh, time to, time to stop this. Right. And, Boom, and, over. And, and Habib is not a, I mean, uh, no offense. He's one of the, he might be the greatest of all time, honestly. Habib Nurmagomedov may be the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. We'll, we'll see what happens when his career is all said and done. But he's not a great striker. He's not a Agreed. great striker in mixed martial arts. He's a great mixed martial artist. But he's not a great striker, and I, I don't want to see him be reduced to not only just striking, but boxing, which you and I know uh, very well is is not, you know, his striking. It, well, it's not even his strength. Like, you can be a fantastic striker in mixed martial arts and still not be a great boxer. Right. Right. And now here's the timeline that I see from what I, again, from all the info that is out there to judge from. Habib has stated Potentially three more fights, which I assume are UFC fights. Mayweather says Pacquiao, which I assume would be smartly the first fight that he goes for, because that's an absolute big money fight with all the boxing fans around the world. How about Mayweather versus Pacquiao in an MMA fight? Um, I think Mayweather would get beat because Manny does have some martial arts background. Um, it's all about how they train. But you see what I I'm mean, saying? Like, I would be yeah. interested in that because that on paper is even. Well, you know, you put two guys in the octagon and they're theoretically Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao under MMA rules. And if they decide to box for three rounds, that's their choice. Just or, like any or, other fighter that steps how, to the octagon. How about this? Allow... Uh, Floyd and Habib to box, but they can't break the clinch. Uh, I'm I'm all for any of this. Anything it, again? You know, what we get back to we get back to what's happening in the world today of fighting sports, which is fights that are being made for entertainment value, right? 
It's right. happening at I mean, the UFC. Uh, yeah. It's happening in boxing. Yeah, that's all it's, I'm saying, Bruce. If I'm going to have to pay yeah. money for this, I just want it to be entertaining. And, and I'm sorry, I don't need to see Floyd carry someone for six rounds and then go, eh, let's finish it now. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, exactly. All right, so finishing the timeline question, if he fights Benny Pacquiao the way that the timeline would work, let's say they decided on that fight now, it probably wouldn't be until April. So Habib will have already fought his next fight by then. Then if he wants to fight another fight, he could fight another fight, and maybe that third fight could be a fight at the end of next year or the beginning of the year after because, let's face it, Floyd's not getting any younger, neither is Habib, um, where he might say, you know what? I'm going to go out in a big bang. I'm going to make as much money for my family, my beliefs, everything I'm about, and I'm just going to go for it. Now, granted, you're like me, TJ, I, without you even saying it, we do not like fighters to taint their legacy unnecessarily. And right. Habib has the chance to have the greatest legacy of almost any fighter that's and, entered the octagon. And, and honestly, for me, I think if Floyd goes out and fights Habib Nurmagomedov in a boxing match and pushes his record to 51-0, and 0, I mean, I'm not a huge boxing historian, but I'm going to start to think less of Floyd Mayweather for doing it. Yes, and I still give him all the credit for the world for at his age to be in the amazing shape that he stays in and even get out there and throw, you know, throw hands with somebody. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I'd rather see him fight a journeyman boxer than box Habib Nurmagomedov, to be honest with you. The dollars will go down. The, of I don't course care. they will. The dollars but, will but again, go down. He's not going to excite him. He's not going to bring him up. I, I'm not saying from a monetary you know, business standpoint. I'm just saying I want to see a fair fight. And you know, may, maybe the MMA populace will hate on me, but Floyd Mayweather versus Habib Nurmagomedov in a boxing match is not a fair fight. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. We beat that one to death, not to coin a pun. <laughs> that was actually a bad bad sentence to begin with <laughs> excuse me didn't mean that the way that came out um you can cut that out of the show if you want to jay just buffer kidding. but don't stop being <laughs> oversensitive i mean sam's on the show okay like 85 no. oh, f-bombs oh. are going to be dropped before this thing is over no you know no, what, when you I, know what? I, I have to in my in my defense say i only really bust out the f-bombs because they're expected of me it's almost like when you expect a child to misbehave right what's that child gonna do it's going to misbehave yeah. it's already expected and encouraged it, it's why we put it in the contract we could also we could also do what we do in my house with my boys is the curse jar which oh yeah whatever yeah. Try that shit. Remember? <laughs> yeah i know i just want to make more money okay all right um speaking of studs just kidding a date with this stud just doubled in price to a hundred ninety two thousand dollars who do you think it is sammy a stud, a date, $192,000. You. Uh, I wish. I wish. I'd probably go out at least three or four times a week more. But um, <laughs> but basically, I often wonder what horses get paid for these Oh, stuff. you're okay. talking about a horse. Yes, a horse, of course. Okay. So um, anyway, there is, there's alpha males and then there's super studs, okay? This one stallion they claim has so much X factor that – a date with him has doubled in price. His name is Kingman, right? He commands $192,000 each time breeders are looking to mate their mares, right? That's twice as much as the initial fee he got after he started into his world of stud life. I guess the horses that he's having an effect on or, or uh, what's the term, fathering, um, are becoming amazing, amazing horses, it's crazy. So 
they say the cost of the the cost of this liaison is pretty steep, right? But the horses that have been sold, okay, that he has fathered, there's been 59 of them already that have sold for four hundred thousand dollars, wow. right? Including colts that were sold for two point eight million and two point two million. That's big business. That's crazy. I, I thought maybe 20000 30000 but there's just so much money in horse racing. And while we're on the subject, at my last poker game. Hey, do you hear that? You hear that phone right now? That's one of the uh, the bidders for this uh, $200,000 date night with Buffer. See? Already yeah. rolling in. You make the <laughs> offer, and people are taking advantage. Yeah, but shit, I just hang up on him. I hung up on him. <laughs> I hate losing money. Can't stand it. God. Oh, now I feel like crap. Okay. Anyway, thank God it's Thanksgiving week. There's too many things to be thankful for. Not missing that phone call. Okay, we got it. Listen, at my last poker game, I had an uh, uh, ex-jockey who was a champion uh, of races 25 times in his career. Okay, my friend named Mick. He works with the Pro Bull Riders Association. That's where I met him when I was appearing for the Pro Bull Riding Finals in Vegas a few years back. So he came over to play poker. and I, You know, we've talked on the show about how five race horses – at an average, that has been claimed die on the racetrack. The the problem Santa Anita's having with the large amount of horses that have died in training and on the racetrack. And I told him, I said, I've been very turned off about even going to a racetrack just for a day at the races, knowing these figures and wondering about the mistreatment. He cleared a lot of things up. I won't go into detail, but he really emphasized the fact that these thoroughbreds, like we always hear that term, you know, the, that athlete's a thoroughbred. Treat him like a thoroughbred. He said, Bruce, I got to tell you, these horses are treated and pampered so well, right? It's just one of the aspects of the sport, just like if you look at what happens in other sports. He, it, all the things he gave me said that it's not like, ho- like dog racing. You want to talk about issues? He goes, let's talk about dog racing. But in horse racing, unless something stands out, whether it's criminal or mistreatment or whatever, he reassured me about the care and, and that, that they treat these horses with. As an example, the money that these people pay for stud fees and everything else. So I took it in, I took it in very um, well. And it kind of made me feel more comfortable if I ever get invited to go to the track again, as I do. Wait a minute. But didn't our track, one of our tracks out here, have that thing where like 29 horses died? Santa Anita track. Yeah. Right. They had it. They were on target. It was around. And again, don't quote me, but it was approximately around the middle of the year where 29 or 32 horses have died or even more and racing and track. Since the beginning of the year, it was elevated from the previous year by a 20% factor, give or take. So it did go up. One individual trainer who had 30 horses or 29 horses, of which four of his horses died on the track, was banned or suspended or whatever because there must be something going on in his training. That was the claim. And again, I'm not an expert on this. But yes, that was Santa Anita. But if you look at every... Wait, I just looked it up. There's been 35 deaths since December 26, 2018. 35. Uh, that might be a 2019 rating because get the 2019 total. and No, that- well, no I, this is October 26, 2019. It says so going back to December 26, 2018 in this past year. That's Santa, th- Santa Anita. Anita, yes. Okay, well, that's that's the issue right there. So let's say it's that many. It's definitely more than, it, you know, in the past because horses do pass every year. They do die every year. 
So it's a subject that needs to be looked into more. But I'm just saying, not retracting the statements I've made in the past as much, but sort of understanding why I'm feeling this way. With his encouragement, I'm still not one to go to the track every day. And I'll say it again, as great a day and as fun a day as it could be to be at like Santa Anita or you know, the, that beautiful track Del Mar or even going to the Kentucky Derby in Kentucky, which is a huge affair every year, the beginning of May. Some of the saddest looking people I ever see are at the racetrack, the people that are everyday betting, you know, that are just betting and betting on the horses. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just saying that I think if I have one day a year, I'm fulfilled personally. Other people, they love going to the track. They love betting on horses. My dad told me, as I said before, the only way to follow a horse with a shovel, don't bet on them. And that was good betting advice for me. That's why I stuck to poker and blackjack. But not taking the story too far, I'm just saying that it made me feel better about the way horses are treated, hearing it from, quote-unquote, the horse's mouth, somebody who's worked with horses his entire life. So that's all I wanted to say. There we go. All right, Sammy, we all know you love President Trump, right? Oh, yeah, my favorite freaking Oompa Loompa. Yes, he's okay. so fantastic. Okay. I can't wait until he's impeached. When, when will that day come? Not soon I, enough. I... Who knows, Sammy? It's a it's a daily affair in the news, a daily affair we got to keep track of. But I will let you know that you will have other choices coming up. You've seen the people that are running. Uh, but Dan Bozerian said if he's elected president, Sammy, he's going to give up sex, drugs, and drinking. Oh, so, the, so are you going to vote for Dan Bozerian? No, I'm going to vote for Pete Buttigieg if he makes it. The little gay mayor. I fucking love that guy. He is the most qualified. He's a veteran. He's run shit. He's fantastic. He He's says all the right things, Sam. Like, I've really been taken oh, with I, him. I love him. I'm telling you, I fucking love him. He needs, like, an older, like, grizzled, like, uh, 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 politician to go with him. Probably, I hate to say his vice president, but he, he, he needs to be on any fucking ticket. That guy needs to be in one of the two spots, winner or runner-up. How's he doing in the polls that have been judged so far? Um, I have no. Oh wait, he was uh, leading the Iowa caucus, which was uh, quite impressive. Oh, I'm right now on CNN. It says black voter on Buttigieg. He has to find what makes us tick. I guess Buttigieg needs to find what makes the black people tick, according to CNN. But. Um, you know, once he wins over the black vote, which to me is the majority of the vote, uh, then he has a shot. And and I don't even understand how Trump could have a shot. Ugh, I don't know. Women hate him. Black people hate him. So many people hate him. The racists love him. But there can't be that many racists in this country to make him Sam win again. Sammy. Yeah. His, his, he's going up in the likability. No, it, he's not. Well, they, they, they're talking. I, I read it one quote just two weeks ago. It was like 55%. Honey, the, the, he is going, he is in the middle of so many corrupt, treasonous activities. Him and his little butt buddy, Giuliani. Give me oh, a Jesus. motherfucking break. Get the fuck out of here. Those two jokers need to fucking go. Wait. And there's a whole Jim Jordan needs to fucking go. There's a whole bunch of people that need fucking John Kennedy needs to fucking go. Uh, Devin Nunez needs to fucking go. Fact witness this whole fucking time. Motherfucker pointing the finger. Divert, divert, divert. Get out of here. I uh, ran out of room for tally marks. Uh, I didn't. I got uh, 11 F-bombs in that one last you know, statement with one breath. 
Not bad, Sammy. Not bad. I think that was a record. I really think that was a record. The funniest thing is I don't ever have substance behind it. It's just like a bunch of fucks and I hate them and they're assholes and racists. And that's that's my argument. But it's good enough for fucking me. I so, can't fucking stand them. Okay. Tell us what you really think. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, don't, 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 don't. You did, you did. They're against democracy. They are not for America. They are for Putin. Putin's puppets. All of them. One and all. And what we did to the Ukraine, scandalous. Scandalous. So now now Sam can't go to Russia. Yeah, exactly. We got a lot we got a lot of people from Russia that listen to the show. I'm a part Russian Jew. And I once had a stopover in Russia, and I really don't fucking care. I can bypass it again. It's fine. Uh, you just bypassed the record on the show, and we're only 30 minutes in. Very good. Very good. Very good. Okay. All right. Listen, got you on that one, Sammy. Hey, this is Jill from the Container Store. Oh. Is there something wrong? I just thought a virtual designer would be a cool robot. I could do a robot voice if that helps. Maybe. Hi, I am Jill. Let's design. Nope, absolutely not. Regular voice, thank you. Yeah, I'm not good at impressions. Enjoy free virtual in-home closet design and up to 25% off closet systems with the Container Store's custom closet sale. The Container Store, where space comes from. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Now, let's all take a deep breath because the next subject we're going to talk about is not to be laughed at. It's actually, I read this 10 minutes before you called me for the show, TJ, and extremely disturbing. I feel so bad for Walt Harris and his family. Uh, You might have heard, Sammy, that Anaya Blanchard, the girl who's been missing for weeks, that we've been look that you know that everybody's been looking for around the country. Um, rewards have been put out to hundred thousand dollars. She is the daughter of UFC fighter Walt Harris, who had to cancel his booked fight because obviously you know he can't focus. It's his daughter. Yeah. She was missing. It just came out today. Um, it's heartbreaking news. But in the search for Nia Blanchard, police have now believed they have found the 19-year-old's body in a wooded area in Alabama. They've been searching for Anaya since she was abducted from a Chevron station on October 23rd, which is going back exactly almost a month. She's the stepdaughter of UFC fighter Walt Harris, who's a great guy. I, I really like Walt. He's a great guy. My heart is like hurting when I read this. Um, it's been a horrific month. They've arrested one individual. They now have another individual they're going to arrest. They found her car with blood all over it. They feel that maybe that she was you know, fatally injured in the kidnapping itself. But the bottom line is the reality has come. And after they do the necessary tests that they have to do to find out, but it looks like they have finally found, uh, Anaya Blanchard. It's, it's horrible, TJ horrible. I know yeah, this happens no. all the time, but it, it's close to home in one respect, but it's just, I, 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 I'm really torn up right now. I can't say anything more than that. That's all right. I, can say. I mean, like you said, this isn't, uh, I hate to say it, an uncommon uh, situation. People go missing every day, and a lot of people they they never find. But uh, this is—I mean, I've shaken Walt's hand. You know, I've I've had a chat with Walt. Um, I've never met someone that has had to go through something like this, and it it rattles you to your core when you know that this has happened to someone that you know you've been in the same spaces. Yeah. 
Yeah, it just it's close to home. Is like I said, close to home. My everything, you know. As I always say, condolences, best wishes, support, love being sent. Whatever I can do, you know, to support Walt and his family and family members. As many people have gone to try and do themselves, from Dana White on to others. Um, I'm so sorry to read this. I have to. We have to stop the story and go on to other stories. And I don't mean to be insensitive to the story we just talked about, but I hope, you know, I just hope for the best. That's all I hope for. It's all I can say. I know, Sammy. No need to comment. It's just you know, one of those things. All right, let's go on. Let's go on to another story. We had the uh, uh, the shooting at the school in um, what was it? TJ, help me out. Santa Clarita the other week. Now, an up to date thing is now in 46 weeks this year, there have been 45 school shootings. 45 school shootings from Georgia to California. That's a shooting every week when you really get down to it. Yeah, right. but the NRA doesn't care. The NRA is still selling guns and bump stocks and rounds. Wait, wait. Does the, no, 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 slow wait, down. The, 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 the NRA government. doesn't sell guns. The NRA doesn't sell yeah. guns, do they? No. The, believe me, the NRA is behind all the legislature that allows guns to be sold and that there is no gun laws oh. and that's banding around. Yeah, these guns. no, of course. I just, I years want, and years and years. I want, I want all of these. Politicians are in the pocket of the NRA. Well, so all, the NRA hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not standing up for the NRA at all, but the politicians, no, me the politicians are in the pocket of everyone that spends money uh, on things. And uh, yeah, just, so yeah. they're in the pocket of the pharmaceutical companies. That's why there's no cure, outward cure for AIDS I mean, and stuff. But there's a cure for limp dick because. You know, guys have to take care of their own. But is there a cure for cancer? No, because it makes more money not curing cancer right. with all and, crazy drugs. It, Same with the Sam, NRA. Sam, I feel your outrage, but I just like my outrage is just with the government. Like if you take money from someone and it makes you vote a certain way, I don't know how that's legal. And it is it's it's not legal, but here's the thing. No, it is legal. It 100 percent is legal. Because every single person in Congress does it. You know what's the biggest proof, but, guys? When a gun law comes in for passing, right? One group, Republicans, and one group, Democrats, one of those groups vote for the laws. The other group shuts it down every time. Okay, the Republicans shut it down every time because they're in the pockets of the NRA. Yes. That's, okay, Democrat now the— I'm with you. Okay, I'm with you, Sammy, on that. The bottom line is, I don't want to get into a big argument of gun control, because we do that all the time, but, Sammy, just my opinion, we all have our opinions, the bottom line, I feel, and we discuss in the show, real briefly, real succinctly, and real directly, the federal government, when these laws pass, every state has to have the same law of extreme background checks. I don't care if we're not allowed to own military assault weapons because I'll hand my back tomorrow morning if that's the law, but I will not give up my guns. I will right, not give up course. the right to protect I have a myself. Gun, and I don't want to give up my gun and I don't even use it to defend myself because it's locked in five places and you know, different places. Right? So I do it for the target practice. It's like a sport to me. It's nothing that I kill with. It's nothing that I aim at. Guns people. aren't the no. problem. It's the accessibility to uh, high round, uh, uh, and at risk mentally. That you know, at okay. risk right. people. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Stop right. Stop right there, guys. With with all respect, stop right there. Okay. You mentioned high rounds, TJ, which you are correct. That is devastating for a thirty round semi or fully automatic assault weapon to be fired 
by an assailant. The Santa Caritas situation was a young kid, 15 years old, that had a 45 in his hand that was not owned by his parents of the six or seven guns they owned legally. They have no idea at this point that I've read where they, the kid got the gun. It was a 45 automatic that had six bullets in it. It jammed during the time period. He got off five rounds that wounded six people. I don't know how that happened exactly. And then he turned the final and last round on himself and blew his brains out. Buffer, okay. I mean, we can end the entire conversation the same way we always do. Sensible right. regulation. Sensible yes, regulation. Exactly. Sensible Across the country, uniform. But they right. won't do it. They will not do it. They say yes, and then when it comes to a vote, they say no. Right. It's, it's because they Sammy, take money from these people. Yeah. Yes. And, and here's the thing. These representatives, uh, they represent the people. The people. No, the they people. don't. They represent the special interest They're groups that give them money. They're the supposed people. to do a lot They're of supposed stuff. supposed to. Supposed to. Yes. Well, yeah. then, Again, you, know we, what, you know what? It is up to the people to fucking get them out. It of doesn't their matter. It doesn't matter, Sam, because they'll, they'll, they'll just be replaced with other people that are going to take the same money. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that you don't there's think a, so. Both you sides of the aisle so take that, money. Wait, that lady Klobuchar, Klobuchar, Klo Amy Klobuchar from the great wait, state of Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, we can't even say her fucking name. She'll never fucking win. She claims hey. that. She, what? Klobuchar. 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 Amy Klobuchar. Okay. Klobuchar claimed that she would never take any outside interest money. Good for her. She'll never fucking win. And, On to the next and one. she'll take outside special interest money. No. No, no, she I will. I think Buttigieg booted Mayor Pete Wooden. He's a mayor. Wait until he's he in like real office. You know, Sam, they yeah, all do. Uh, okay, Mayor I'm sorry. You live in a world. Done. You win, You live in a world where Santa comes down your chimney and gives you presents every year, and that's no, great. I live in a world where God is on a cloud and He looks down upon us, and He listens to each and every one of us. Right. Well, I live in. I live in a world where I have and I collect guns and I own guns for protection. And my world is as simple as this. Yes, I'm like you, Sammy. I love to target shoot. And my other world is if you enter my house and you try to rob me. I'm going to kill you. Okay. It's as simple as that. I'm going to shoot you or do whatever it takes to survive and protect my family. And that's just the way it is. Period. Yeah. But wait a minute. What, are, what are our laws? Can we shoot to kill if somebody invades our house? I don't think you can, you know, you better, you better have that down correctly. But if somebody, if you feel that your life is being threatened and yeah. if I'm, if I'm wrong, okay. But from what I understand, and I've had some experience in this, which I will not go into detail on. Okay. Yeah. The bottom line is if you, like if your life is being threatened, okay, and somebody is in your house with a weapon or whatever threatening you, okay, you have the right to protect yourself. Yeah, I don't now, care if what you the are law outside. Is. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you, you, you want to be tried by twelve or carried by six? As simple as that. Now, well, if you go outside your house and you shoot somebody outside your house, well, you're going to probably go to jail. Right. Okay, I, I'm yeah. with you, Buff. If you're in your house I'm and someone is in there jail. posing imminent threat to you, I'd rather go to court than have my family go to the morgue. So I'm not asking questions. I'm putting two in your chest as soon as I can see you. Period. Okay, but here's my thing. Like I always think that uh, it's my same philosophy with sex tapes. If you don't ever make one, then you don't ever run the risk of having it come out. So right. if you don't ever have a gun around for defense, you never run the risk of accidentally killing someone. Well, so me, I just have a bat by my bedroom door, a bat, like a big steel bat. 
Well, we're, think, we're getting into a different topic altogether. Um, yeah, that's getting away from what we're talking. Right, about. but my my point is this: uh, I, I unfortunately think we live in a government system where money is going to dictate everything. It always will. So uh, until you eliminate the uh, possibility, I mean, Sam, you say, "Oh, so and so said they'll never take money." The only way to make sure that no one will ever take money is to make it so that they can't, and that's what we need to do. That yeah, that's the real. Yeah, one hundred percent. That that's the issue here. And by the way, you know what's gonna get you know Cheeto face out of here? The fucking emollients clause. He is bad, 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 bad. Bye, bad, bad, bad. Trump. Sorry. Speaking speaking of your love for Trump, I want to bring up a subject here, and quite honestly, I'm gonna say this is one thing that I'm happy he signed, and I think you will be too, Sammy. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what it is: extreme animal cruelty cases can now be prosecuted as federal crimes. It's called the PACT Act, P-A-C-T. Trump signed it after it passed Congress with unanimous support, and it builds on an earlier law against what they call crush videos. Crush videos, all right, are, it, this, the legislature was passed to target crush videos. They're fetish videos, it's horrible, that show animals being tortured or killed that people are buying, right? Well, yeah. now law has been passed that they'll be you know, tried on a federal basis and put these a-holes behind bars or dead where they should be for cruelty to animals. I am so happy to at least see this one act being passed. Let's see how it's exercised. So whether you like what I'm about to say or not, Sammy, I'm sorry, but thank you, President Trump, for signing this after it passed Congress. Okay. okay so then hold on a second. Um, that's super great because nobody wants anyone to crush some animals at the same time. How could he do that? But then he quietly makes it legal to bring elephant parts to the U.S. as trophy. It is a very hypocritical issue, yeah. and I'm completely yeah, with yeah. you on that. Is Sammy? it? Yeah. yeah, hang on, hang on. Stop a second. Stop a second. Species, stop. you know the elephant, yeah, and your stop, sons stop are allowed stop, to stop, kill stop, them stop, and stop, bring stop, back. Stop, 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 um, on the Trump thing, you know, signing uh, a bill to allow trophy animals to be taken here. Um, if it is in a situation where you make a deal with the government to kill a animal um, where they're protected, but the government says this animal is an issue, we need to uh, get rid of it. The best way to do so is have someone come down here, pay us five million dollars to harvest this animal. And then we put that five million dollars back into the environment to make the environment better for the animals that it was actually harming. I'm not uh, opposed to you being able to take that trophy back to the States. I mean, uh, there is no such animal that I know of the, every endangered animal elephants have been listed as threatened under the endangered since 1979. But Sam, Sam, stop though. But Sam, 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 let him talk. But we've, we've talked about this on the show and this is why I feel fairly educated about it. There are certain uh, habitats where there is a problem uh, with a, a certain animal and the government goes, look, we need to get rid of this animal. The best way to do so, because maybe it's killing uh, other animals that can have a long life me, and, and procreate. Name, name, animal. name the animal. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll do it. I'll Give me a minute. I will yeah, fi- find which, which animal All they're right. allowed to kill because it's so dangerous. Okay, while you're on that. made a, an agreement with their government. Well, right, saying, it, it happens, Sam. That's why I'm citing it, but uh, I'll T- find the proof T- for T- you. Do your research while I, while I say what I'm about to say. Okay, I'm with, I understand what TJ is saying. Right. And I accept 
90% of what he's saying, I'll tell you where the 10 or 20% differential comes in. I would feel much more comfortable in the situations where what TJ explained, if the government that you know stated this fact that this is an issue had a division within the government that handled whatever that hunting or issue needed to be taken care of, putting it out to the public hunting place so they can go jam in there and get their trophy, right? I would rather see it held and and monitored and and governed within the government itself, just like a police department. Can I just say something? This is all a bunch of bullshit. The only people that go and bring back lions and tigers and elephants, oh my, are people with shit tons of money that go on these private safaris. Right. And that's what why I said what I just and, said. And that's what I'm saying. They have shit tons of yeah. money because they're going to these places and they're making the deals with the local government, Sam. They're, stop, 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 stop. They're making deals with local governments in an order to shoot that animal. And it's not just no. any – No, it's, by the way – Oh, my God, Sam, please let me talk because it, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you facts, and you keep saying, no, that's not true. No, it's true. And it's not that you can go out there and just kill any elephant. It is, look – this elephant, this one, this particular individual animal needs to be taken out. The best way to do so is for us to auction off to some sort. So, so, like, I'm not saying that these people are good dudes that want to go do it. I don't know why you'd ever want to go kill an elephant. It seems ridiculous to me, but wow. but it, it's, it's, it's legal. So here it is. Um, question, is it really legal to kill an endangered species? Um, answer, it can be. Some countries do allow a small number of endangered species to be killed in the wild by sports hunters, and with approval of the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species, it is still possible to take trophies home. Um, allowing endangered species to be killed uh, for sport um, is counterintuitive. Um, poachers slaughtering about 100 elephants, 3 to 4 rhinos a day, uh, for example, um, that's bad. Um, allowing uh, trophy hunters... Uh, yet more seems uh, absurd. However, there are animals that pose dangers to their environment and the other animals of their species that need to be removed from the habitat. Therefore, mm -hmm. uh, the killing of certain animals is approved and the money that is uh, made through the proceeds of such licensing is put back into the habitat to make it a stronger environment for that species to survive. It's a very hard subject for anybody that loves animals as much as Sammy does, and I do too. But in respect to Sammy, you, you it's still very hard for her to go with that. It's very hard for her. To go with. And aren't taking payoffs under the table. I've seen so many fucking reports. I watch a lot of these different fucking shows on animals and gaming and hunting, and you know, bullshit. Sorry. What do you mean bullshit? There are certain lions that will kill all female lions. So how are the lions going to create? Americans should come in and save Nigeria from their killer lion problem. Why don't they kill their own lions? Why are because, we Because they're able to make a shit ton of money off of someone that has a small penis and needs to make up for that by killing a lion. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't think it's humane to kill any animal for fun. I just don't, unless you're eating that animal for survival. Okay, but, and it, but I'm with you, Sammy, right, but, but if but, you listen to the statement that TJ again, just made, which, TJ, your last statement kind of spelled it out correctly. Right, there, there's a lion that's killing everything, so no more lions are going to be, you know, happening uh, because this one lion is killing all the other lions. So we take away that lion. Now we make a ton of money. We make the habitat better for the lions that are in that area 
They're no longer being killed by this asshole lion. And all of a sudden, we have 28 more lions next year. It's very uh, argumentable. Yeah, dairy. okay, so that's a lion. Explain all the tigers and forget the tigers, the fucking elephants. I I, I, I don't, again, I, I can go yeah. and try to find them if you want. It exists. Yeah, no, it's I'm true. looking at all kinds of young elephants were taken from their mothers in Zimbabwe. Now they're and you're in talking about local poachers. You're not talking about trophy hunters. Yeah, those are poachers, Sammy. Those, those are poachers, poachers are not trying to bring those uh, elephant tusks back to the United States because they're not citizens. They don't live here. They should take poachers and shoot them. Right. I agree. Poachers are terrible human beings. That's not what we're debating here. Yeah. That, that, agreed. All right. I'm going to be the intermediary here or the uh, mediator. I think we've kind of like gone over this and we'll, we're, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get an expert. Be a dead elephant. I know. No, no, Sammy. What? I just, I, I don't know what you meant by that, but I, I just either. think we're. We're getting to a repetitive stage in the story because oh, I get Sammy, it. Beat a dead elephant, beat a dead horse, right? Yeah. I got it. I got it. Sammy, your statements are extremely well taken. TJ, I, I agree your with Sam. Are I agree with her too. Yeah. But this is one of those taffy pull subjects that, like, friggin' gun control, that I right. don't know if we're ever going to get and, under and, under wraps. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about one authorized killing of a problematic animal in a way where the 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 country. Um, in their department of natural that's a bunch of bullshit. Okay, the earth is flat. Whoa, speaking of which, you know now what? we're gonna change and that's a bunch of bullshit too. Stop it. Uh, I agree. Okay. It is a bunch of bullshit. But the point is, is you're just not taking anything that I'm saying that has factual. No, proof I, here. I believe the things that, that are true that you say. Okay, so that's not true? The things that I just read? <laughs> Where did you read it? Uh, let's see here. This shoot, it, shoot it to her on a link. Shoot it to her on a link. Cause no, I want to, no, no, hang white... on, hang on. I, I can give it to her in two seconds. Uh, discoverwildlife.com. Okay. I'll, I'll okay. look that up. Check that up, Sammy. Now, while we're on the subject of hunting, which is not really what we were talking about hunting, but then again, it is called hunting. Oh, sorry. They're affiliated with the BBC, some horseshit media company. So, okay. No, I, the BBC, not... I will, I will, I will, I will have to pay attention to. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. that, that's who these people are affiliated with. So I understand. Okay. Okay. Here we go. We talked about one of these subjects a little while. We're on the subject of hunting. TJ, it happened again. Hunting in a man accidentally shot another man while they were deer hunting in Michigan. On Saturday, right? Last oh. Saturday we go. The That's two men were hunting. Yep, the two men were hunting in Boston Township, 130 miles northwest of Detroit. They were looking for a deer that one brother, these are two brothers, had shot earlier. They ended their search and they were separated in a dense cornfield, right? The shooter thought he saw the deer moving through the corn. He was carrying, get this, TJ, knowing guns like you do, weapons like you do, and Sammy, I'm sure you know what this is, too. They were carrying muzzle-loading rifles. Those are antique muzzle-loading single-shot rifles. The brother accidentally shot his own brother. Oh, gosh. Gosh. Jesus. And, you know, and you wonder how this happens with everything, but I guess it can happen. You know, you're out it there in the wilderness. It happens a lot. It, it does. It's just tragic every time. Now, another situation, we talked on the past show when people have hunted deer and stuff like that, and there's been a thing similar to what they call a zombie disease that they, people have contracted. Well, a hunter in China uh, killed a wild rabbit, ate the rabbit, caught bubonic plague from the rabbit. Well, you know, those are two good stories to say that you shouldn't hunt and kill animals. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm that's, not a hunter. That, that's I'm ridiculous. not a hunter. 
That, I mean, that's ridiculous to say that you shouldn't hunt and kill animals. If no, we didn't, if we didn't have hunting in this country, we'd have a, a good epidemic. Stories. We'd have an yep. epidemic uh, against things. I mean, you may argue that the reason that there is a bubonic plague in an, uh, a rabbit is because we're not controlling the rabbit population as much as we should. But I digress. Oh, we should send those hunters, those big game trophy hunters, and have them no. take care of the rabbit population. Uh, well, that's counterintuitive oh, because rabbits are small game, so big hunters would, big game hunters would want nothing to do with them. But, no, no. See, they this can is the thing. Like, say, like, I hate, I, I, I hate no. to say this. I hate this word. And, and you got to realize, Sam, like, I'm as, I, I'm a damn near socialist, okay? I am, I am as leaning left as, as you are on, on things. Uh, but you're triggered right now. You're triggered with everything hunting. And that's not the answer. Sensible. Be sensible. 100% you are. I'm passionate. No, 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 you're triggered no. because I'm saying no. anything like you believe that hunting is bad across the board. and It's terrible. No, oh, my God. It's for survival and you're eating it and you live in the Ozarks. OK. Yeah. OK. So uh, just because people make enough money and can go to the grocery store, we shouldn't allow people to hunt and control wildlife populations. That's no. what you're saying. Why should we control the wildlife population? Because if you don't, the plague will happen again. The plague? Yes. That's uh, if you look back in history, Sammy. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I I'm not a moron. No, but you think the plague is just gonna come and spring up now? I think the plague is gonna happen in Los Angeles because we don't take care of our homeless people. But, well, that's a whole different other kind of but, plague. But it's n no, it's the same plague that Bruce was just talking about, the bubonic plague. The bubonic plague. Right. Yes. And and the reason that we have that issue is because we have too many homeless people. The rat population is on the rise. These people are yep. not uh, able to get. Uh, proper health care, and there's an issue. But again, it comes back to the population uh, control of, of wildlife. Let me tell you how bad, and Sammy, you already know this. TJ, I'm sure you're aware of it too. The homeless situation in LA, in Los Angeles, is the worst it's ever been, okay? Now, I'm not saying this being sensitive to homeless people that are not the drug addicts, criminals, or whatever, homeless, you know, posing, whatever. I'm, I'm just talking in general, and I'll give you an example. Gold's Gym. Sammy, you ever been to Gold's Gym down in Venice? Sammy? A big game uh, hunter got her. I walked away to get a joint. All of this, you know, fucking... Calm talk. down. Go ahead. You're, you're allowed. We're not in the same room, so go ahead. Puff around. Okay, so go ahead. What, what were you okay. what were going the home, on? The homeless situation. We're yeah. off the subject of the other, okay? Mm -hmm. The homeless situation is horrific. And it's gotten... And the last year, it's just... It's gotten really bad. Yeah. Sammy, have you ever been to Gold's Gym down in Venice? No. I mean, yes, years ago. Yeah. Okay. So you know that area, right? Yeah. Well, the police don't have control, like, like whatever they would need to control the issue with the powers of the law that be. I have been going to Gold's Gym for over 30 years. Now, when you go in the front of Gold's Gym, the homeless tent encampments are all out in front. No. They're all out in front. Sammy, the other day, the guy's smoking crack beside my car parked on the street, and he's half naked. Oh, whoa. Okay. And this is what you see every day now, and it's getting it, more so all over it, the place. To me, it, it's, it, I mean, you're onto well, something, Bruce, but it's not, it's not necessarily that the police don't have the control. It's the fact that these homeless people don't have the proper, uh, you know, court recourse to go get shelter. Like, no, they need mental health facilities. Right. And I've worked yeah. with the homeless people before with the LA mission. And there's only so many beds that are available. 
There's only so many programs that can help. And a lot of them are, you know, cleaned up and put right back out onto the street. And a lot of times, and I'm not being rude, but it is truth, various different police have been known, allegedly, supposedly, to pick up, you know, various people, homeless people, and they just drop them down in, you know, neighborhoods and keep them all contained in certain areas. That could be one of the reasons. That could, that's a problem, and they're trying to clean their city, but like when the homeless population is heavy in Santa Monica, and it goes down, and suddenly it's way up in Venice, which is next door, and it goes down, and then suddenly it's way up in Marina del Rey, where I used to live, and, and <laughs> whatever. You know that you know the beach houses or like areas of Venice, yeah. you know, where you're out there, and people have spent millions of dollars or less or more for the beach houses or homes, or even just intermediate median homes. They're having a hard time selling it some places, because when you walk out of your beautiful home, there's homes homeless people all in front of your house. Even my old beach house down there, we used to be one of the, and still is one of the most beautiful beaches in the world on the Marina Peninsula. Gorgeous beach, right? But now I went down there the other day. I've not lived there for three years. I was blown away. It's unbelievable. You know, it's as bad as the actual homeless people in tents. Go a step further. So I live in the Valley and I didn't really encounter this when I lived in Hollywood because there's not a lot of room so people are intense on streets, but here in the Valley where everything's more spread out. So they have these old broken down, uh, trailers, you know, motorhomes, and they take over industrial streets because, um, until, until they, okay. So I went to this weed dispensary right around the corner from my job and that street, uh, in the Valley, both sides of the street were lined uh, you know, uh, bumper to bumper with these disgusting old ramshackle trailers with with urine and water and things outside of it, chairs, garbage. Uh, Sounds like Gold's Gym. Like metal, metal things, uh, you know, uh, freaking antennas, yeah. uh, uh, like gross windows, like you name it. It stunk like shit and piss when you drive down the street. My weed place ended up having to move because the city could not get them out of there. So finally they came in and cracked down and they all just moved to another street. Yeah, that's that's like what we're but talking about. Everywhere. You know where else they are? At the fucking Costco off of Tampa. They're in the in the now they're starting to line the inside of the Costco parking lot, the, the trailers against the wall. So where does it end, TJ and Sammy? Well, I mean, I think Sam already said it. We need to uh, allow uh, the proper resources for these people to get the help that they're uh, needing. A lot of it is a mental uh, health issue. And, um, yeah, I mean. So let let me ask you a question. But we crack down like all the, you know, every time we vote for shit and we have all those, you know, things on the ballot. We don't vote for anything. No, but yes, we do here. And you know, the local, the local elections. Yeah. Sure. We, yeah. The props. Yeah. 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 When we appropriate money to shit and then it's like, do you want money to go for schools? And I'm like, no, I don't have any children. So what would you, what, what would you say theoretically? And this has happened in the past when World War II broke out, Japanese Americans, uh, the, the Nisi population here in the state of California, Okay, we're put in what they called internment camps. Right, terrible. Terrible. So what if the solution, because if you relieve this homeless situation in one city only to increase the homeless situation in a neighboring city as a result of moving those individuals, 
Do you think in the future if the government stepped and say, well, we want to help them? Well, if you want to help them, then let them sleep in proper beds, give them right. proper the, care, the, proper food. They're but called what shelters. If, yeah, there's not enough of them. Because what now you're. But we don't have it. We don't have enough. And so could you see what I'm saying is. Can you see if we get to this in the future sometimes that suddenly they're Can't building even camps? Find missing children from the border that we quote unquote put in fucking camps, please. I so know it's, the it's that these the minute these homeless people go into this camp, bye-bye. Bye-bye, John Doe. Oh shit. So John what Doe. we're so I, really I, what we're saying is there's no resolution no, in I, sight. I figured it out. Sammy Phillips for president. Sammy Phillips for president. <laughs> Oh, my God. Every kid would be banned from watching her acceptance speech. Jesus. <laughs> we effing did it, you effers! <laughs> All right. Speaking of Breaking Bad, how many people are familiar with uh, – how many people am I talking to, too? <laughs> God. Walter White, right? Walter White, Breaking Bad, one of my favorite uh, oh, yeah. TV show series ever. Would you believe the two Arkansas chemistry professors were arrested for allegedly making meth? Yes. Following the whole system as Walter White? Yes. Oh, Stop it. I believe yeah. it. Yep. No, it, I'm, it's true. Clark County Sheriff's Department, right? They, Sammy doesn't they care arrest- if it's true. She's just going to yell at you and say it's not. Well, they, they, were arrested. they were arrested for manufacturing methamphetamine, using drug paraphernalia. And, of course, um, the, the one individual was basically looking to you know increase the financial future for his family. Breaking the law. No, no, no. Can't do it. So they were making the meth inside the school. What? Yep, inside the school. The, the chemical odor uh, alerted some professors and stuff and, you know, or, or people that they work with, and they finally found they were making the damn stuff in the school. Can you believe that? It's crazy. Yeah, I can believe it. I, could, I'd believe, I believe everything these days, yeah. yeah. And, and speaking of Eddie Bravo, <laughs> speaking of the flat, we talked about the flat earth, you know, you mentioned that earlier. That flat earth conspiracy is spreading wider and oh, wider. Stop and wider. It. I know it's crazy, but it's Get true. Out of here. I don't believe it, Sammy. I'm just telling you what the news states. Okay. It's really hard. I can't, I mean. Okay, the news states a lot of things. It's called fake fucking news and the opposite. Easy Trump, easy Trump, jeez. Yeah, how come you're you're making a Donald Trump quote, Trump hater? Because, you know, the Trumpers that listen to you, I'm no offense. You know, I'm speaking their language. Okay, that'll that'll work. I'll take it. Okay, got it, got it. You know, All Trump right. Trump says uh, fake news, and Sammy says effing fake news. So completely different. Yeah, but one has a stronger effect. Don't ask me which. That's true. Okay. Well, now, because I don't have the pulpit he has. If I did, maybe I would be able to, you know, lead the people. Sammy Phillips for president. Sammy <laughs> Phillips for president. Well, who do you want, Sammy Phillips or Kim Kardashian? Oh, Sammy God. Phillips for president. Kim yeah. Kardashian West, her skims. Have you heard about this, uh, Sammy? No, what, what are her scams? Oh, not a scam. Not a scam. I just say scams. She came out with skims, which looks to be kind of like a Spanx type product. Oh, but I thought you said Kim Kardashian scams. I'm like, oh my God. No, 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 no scam. I mean, listen, whatever I've said about her on the past in the show, she's showing some shining lately in certain areas, but hey. we can't break the fact that the woman is and her family is very successful in business, whether we agree how they got there or not or how they do yeah, it or whatever. I mean, let's talk They're about the scam. Successful. Let's talk about the Kardashian scam. It's not a scam. It's no, 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 no. Again, let me talk about the oh, Kardashian go. scam. Take the chair. Go. The biggest scam ever that was sold to us by Kim Kardashian was, I don't know how this tape got out there. <laughs> <laughs> tape. Yeah. 
It's called. It's called. She learned it from her BFF or whatever the term is, best friend, um, Paris uh, Paris Hilton. Where both of them conveniently released the oh sex tape really two weeks before their TV shows came out, which would nothing but fuel their TV show and the ratings. Yeah, she followed the lead of her friend Paris Hilton. Now, and look how she's laughing all the way to the bank and all. All the way to the bank, and now, and by the way, that Paris Hilton tape grows something like 45, 50, 60 million, mm-hmm. right? Don't you think for one second that Paris didn't see some of that money? Yeah, okay? of course. And wasn't course. that shot in like night vision? Yes. Yeah, it was very, I never saw, I saw, I saw a clip of it. Yeah, it like, that's what I'm saying. I've never seen it yeah, either, but like, I've, seen it. I've only seen it. the night vision like clip. Well, the guy, I'll give you a bit of trivia now. Um, the man who was in the movie, I played poker with him. Uh, God, help me out, Sammy. Help me out, Sammy. He he also married Pamela Anderson. Remember he was involved with Pamela Anderson too? Tommy yeah, Lee. No, Rick. Uh, Rick. Solomon. Oh, Solomon. Okay. Here's a bit of trivia. My poker insiders tell me Rick Solomon has seriously made over $100 million playing poker. Yeah, he's really good. Do you want to know another trivia thing? I do believe he is the father of my girlfriend, E.G. Daly's two kids. I was wondering about that. I was going to ask you on the show. <laughs> yeah. And then, wait, one more thing. He is currently married to Shane Lamas. Yes. Yeah, that's Fernando's daughter, right? Or yeah. rather, uh, yeah, uh, Fernando's It's daughter. Lorenzo's, yes. Lore- who's Fernando's son. Yes. Yeah. We got it. Okay, cool. Rick has had quite the roster of gorgeous women. Oh, he's no slouch. Trust yeah. me. No slouch. No slouch. Okay, now getting back to Kim Kardashian, this is business news now. So she's came out with her new skims. Now the company has, from immediate sales, is bringing in millions. They figure it could be her next billion-dollar idea. So, okay, I'm all about business. I'm all about making it a business. Social media, this is proof of the power of social media. Huge proof. Where Kylie Jenner, her sister, sold a majority stake in her Cody line for $600 million the other week. Yeah. Crazy. I, I Listen, I respect that. I have nothing bad to say about that, okay? But the rich are getting richer. That's all I can say on that note. Halle Berry uh, is in the MMA movie. Are you familiar with this, TJ? Halle Berry, at 52 years old, yep. is training. And, and according to Shevchenko, the fighter, right, we were talking at a recent UFC, who's in the movie with her. And Halle Berry, at 52, is putting her all into this movie. She just got injured in a fight scene. They've got a. She's directing the movie. She's starring in it. It's a movie about a disgraced MMA fighter who reunites with her son. And I, you know, I respect actors that throw themselves into their roles. And I heard on the inside that she is really putting herself into this movie. I. What's the best MMA movie you've ever seen, TJ? Um. Well, okay. There's there's two. One I really liked. Here comes the boom, but that's because it's like a comedy. Um. But the real like sort of like honest MMA movie that I liked the best was Warrior. Yeah, absolutely. I liked, wait, I like Bruce, the one that me and you went to go see about uh, Jean-Pierre, what was his name? J- oh, George St. Pierre? Yeah, him. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, There's a movie about PSP? Was it a movie about him or with him? Yeah, it was a movie about him, remember? We went to go see it. I... Oh, when we were in Vegas. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That was more of a... a that wasn't like a major release. Yeah, that was like a documentary. That was like a limited release type thing. But that was very good. No, that was definitely good. 
That definitely. was a wonderful movie. Yeah, I forget that film, but it was definitely, we had a good time at that one for sure. So anyway, good good things for Halle Berry. I'm looking forward to seeing the show. I agree with you, TJ. Here comes the boon for comedic relief. Forget the fact that I was in the film. It, it was really a good movie. It was really a very, very enjoyable movie. Warrior, I'm with you all the way. The best MMA film to date. What was the one called? Red Belt? Red yeah, Belt was, was one of the that first was, ones. That was terrible. Yeah, it, I don't... I, I, I love David, uh, David Mamet, but that was a terrible movie. Uh, I can't say terrible, but I don't think it represented the sport the way you and I would like to have seen it represented. If if it was just uh, uh, a martial arts movie, I would have loved it. It would have been fine. But like right. the fact that it was sold as, oh, this is a mixed martial arts movie. Uh, no, not really. No, it was not. That was not a mixed martial arts movie. No way. Not in my opinion. Okay. Now let me go through some collectible talk. We're going to uh, close out the show. Be thankful for everything we're be thankful for in this life. A comic book, and we talked about before, people, I'm going to tell you again, listening, if you have old comic books, if you have old sports cards, what I'm about to tell you should convince you, do not throw anything away, okay? A Marvel comic book just sold for a record, right? This is Marvel comic book's first comic book. Of course, if you have that, you're very lucky. Just sold for $1.26 million. Comic book. Isn't that incredible? I love seeing this. Now I'm going to give you a couple of personal things. I mentioned this before. Four years ago, I bought a 1957 unopened wax pack made by Topps baseball cards. I paid $2,700 for it. Right now, the bidding with 15 days left is it was at 5000 the other day when I checked it. Which now is it? Oh, just check. It's gone up now. The bidding is now the current bid is $5,750. Um, the buyer's premium, it will not sell unless it goes to 6900 This will probably sell with 10 days or 12 days left to go. I am going to guesstimate, and I will report this on the show later, I am going to guesstimate this is going to sell for at least $7,500. I paid $2,700 for this four years ago. Another one, 1961 FLIR pack. This is investment talk, people, with the Will Chamberlain rookie card in it, if you're lucky. The bidding on that item right now is at $2,200 with days to go. I paid $1,100 three and a half years ago for two of these packs. Great return. I've already realized a 25% per year, 100% return on the 61 FLIR. It looks like I'm going to realize a 100 plus percent return, and I will not sell them. I'll wait till they go up higher because they're going to double by the time I'm ready to sell them when I'm 70-some or whatever. Um, I love seeing this. People, pre-1975 sports cards, if you have them, your grandparents, your parents, nourish them, cherish them, Write us an email about it. You can write into the show. You can write in me at brucebuffer.com. I'll give you a quote of what I think about it if need be. I love collectibles. Very fascinating stuff that I love talking about. On a good news story, I love this too. A young kid is ready to graduate. In, in A child prodigy, they call him, in Belgium, is ready to gain a bachelor's degree from the Eindhoven University of Technology, which is a tough course even for students that are of average graduate age. How old do you think the child is? Four. No clue. Oh, Jesus, Sammy. <laughs> uh, Thirteen. Nine. Nine years old. Wow. Nine years old. That's, I love that. Crazy, huh? But you know, we hear this. We see this in movies. We hear about these stories. It's true. It happens. Uh, whether it's the DNA or whatever, but it's got to be the DNA. It's got to be something, right? It's it's it's. How do you how do you how do you get that? What do you, you have a comment on that, or is it just the luck of the draw and the interest the child puts in what they want to do? 
I think it's the DNA. I think also everybody innately has a, a true amazing gift and some people don't realize it ever because they are never given the opportunity to explore it. Some people realize it um, and it like sort of like sort of needles and pokes at them and you know, every once in a while they, they get to do it or it comes out when they're drunk or it comes out when they're in the shower or it comes out when no one's around. But I, I think the people that have been given the full permission to go for it and supported to grow it and nurture it are the ones that become these prodigies. Cause you know, the, the ones that play violin, they're playing violin 12 hours a day at 12 years old. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So they're given an environment where they are completely pushed. Same thing with the young tennis players, the same thing with, you know, young athletes. It's the same thing with like Tiger Woods. It's the same thing. You know, his gift was golf. Somebody else's gift might be gab. But it's his gift was, you're, I, I'm with you on all that, Sammy. And, and the gift of golf was also the gift of a fine father uh, being the fine golfer that took it upon himself to teach his son at a young age. And, and just like most children, when you see they're really into it and they go for it, then they can develop very strongly. The bottom line is, I, I forget the exact quote, but we only use, what is it, 5% of our brain? Maybe we're all capable of this if we open up and attack that other 95%, depending on what we're going after. Who knows? I think it's environmental. It's, you know, uh, yeah, it has to do with the people around you. Okay. Well, yeah. With all that being said, this has definitely been, we say this every darn show, but it seems like oh, our shows get better and better. This was a good one. This was a good, Sammy, I, I lost track on 10, 20, 30, 40. I think you broke 50 today. It was very good. Very, very good. Problems. Hey, you have to do me a favor. Will you mm. give me, um, uh, remember I told you about my neighbor? I have the neighbors that uh, live next door and they always watch your fights and stuff in their outdoor uh, entertainment unit that they've built on the side of their house, mm -hmm. the Vasquezes, mm -hmm. uh, they get so excited when they hear that your brother Brian's coming over, yet they still have not met him. And they said to me, hey, next time Bruce comes over, let them know. So you have to promise that we have to go say hi to the Vasquezes when you come over to my house next time. I will promise, but you have to promise that you'll invite me. You could come over any dude, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What are you doing? I know you're going to see your mom for Thanksgiving, but are you uh, Thanksgiving? Gonna... I've got my house is open. I've got the family and Kristen, the kids, everything. Everybody's coming over. We're doing the whole Thanksgiving day. I go to, I go to Sao Paulo, Brazil next Sunday to play poker for poker stars for four days and to Washington DC for UFC. So I'm going to spend all the time I can with my family. Cause I'm going to be gone for about nine days. Okay. Well, when you come back, you and your brother should come over for dinner. Love to, love to, to work it out with Brian and time that works for him. I'll be there, Sammy. You got it. No problem. Okay. I promise. I promise. I promise. All right. It is Thanksgiving folks. I would love to hear what, what you're thankful for off the top of your head. Sammy, go ahead. I, wow. Does it have to be just one thing or can it be a multitude of things? Um, do it without an F bomb because you're thankful and I don't care what you want to say. Say it. Oh, okay. I am thankful for my friends, my family, my cats, my coworkers, my job, my home, my life, God, uh, democracy, and pot and beer and coffee. Very good. TJ? Uh, I'm thankful for uh, every time that I want to express an opinion that is not in line with Sam, <laughs> that she always listens uh, very patiently and quietly 
and never raises her voice. <laughs> a lot to be thankful for there. Okay. I'm or, thank- none, or zero to be thankful for. I'm uh, happy. I'm thankful for my family first, my loving family, my mother, my father, who is no longer with us here, but he's with me every day that I, I am alive. I'm thankful for my wonderful brothers, my beautiful brother, Brian Buffer, who's just an amazing human being, my wonderful brother, Michael Buffer, and the amazing life that we've cut out for each other and our careers that we've developed together over the last 30 years, uh, being his manager, partner, best friend, and brother. Um, I'm happy that my mother is healthy. And uh, we're going to have a wonderful Thanksgiving that my boys, Henry and Rupert, are healthy and doing great in school and have turned out to be amazing young men with a great future ahead of them. I'm very happy for my loving sister, best friend, Kristen, who is my business partner, vice president of my company, my best friend and the sister I never had. And I'm very happy to wake up every day and kiss the floor knowing that I'm the voice of the octagon. And I'm very happy that I have a chance to go and prove that I deserve that job at least three to four times a month and will continue to do for the next 10 plus years. Um, I'm happy for everything I have. And what I'm very happy for is that if I can have a positive effect and motivating influence on the people around me that come in contact with so I can live my three-foot theory that if everybody around me is health, prosperity, and is happy, then it will all come back to me. And I will continue to walk down that same road as I've walked down my entire life because it's what makes me happy. And there's many more, but that in a nutshell is it. And I wish everybody out there listening to us all around the world that you have many things to be thankful for and that you have a beautiful Thanksgiving if you're here in America. And if you're around the world, just give thanks on the day that we're all giving thanks here on Thursday, uh, November 28th. And with that being said, Sammy, anything to tell our audience? That was so fucking eloquent. That's why I make the big buck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was, I mean, I was just like, uh, family, coworkers, weed, <laughs> weed, cat. weed, <laughs> cats, coworkers, weed, food, work, exercise, weed, rent. I can pay it. Weed. I can buy it. <laughs> no, I have to say, I'm very thankful for you guys. And the fact that, you know, uh, I love radio. It's the fate, my, my favorite career path that I have traveled down is being able to talk and express myself more so on this show because on terrestrial radio, you know, I can't say half the shit that I say here, but so, you know, this is my own private, uh, pulpit to, uh, express how I truly feel with two very old friends who allow me to do it month after month, 11 years in a row. I'm sorry if I ever offend anyone, Truly, I am. Um, and I'm very thankful that you allow me to do it. And I love you. Sammy Phillips for president. Sammy Phillips <laughs> for president. Well, while we're on the subject, I'm thankful for the 11 years that we've been doing the show together once a month. And I'm thankful for the 11 years that I've had with my producer and podcast partner and TJ DeSantis. And I'm very happy to be able to take this 11th year and say happy birthday to you again, TJ, which I sincerely mean happy birthday, buddy. You're a great guy. You're a fantastic father. You're great at what you do. And uh, quite honestly, I don't even know if I'd want to do this podcast without you. It would take a lot for me to continue if you weren't with me. Oh, you're and a sweetheart, you Buff. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Uh, same same goes to you. You're uh, an amazing human who's made me a better person, and I look forward to uh, many more years of doing this. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. And we're going to do exactly that for sure. All right, everybody. With all that being said, Tammy, where do they follow you on Twitter and Instagram, please? Twitter, it's at the Single Life. Instagram, it's Sam's Pajama Party. Facebook, it's 
Sammy Phillips, S-A-M-M-Y. And happy, 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 happy birthday, TJ. Thanks, Sammy. You're welcome. TJ, anything to say for a sign-off, TJ? Sammy Phillips for president. There we go. I can see the poster now. I don't even want to tell you the vision I'm having. Okay. So now with that, and Sammy, I probably would vote for you. That's what can I tell you? You would or would not? No, I said I'd probably vote for you. you know? Oh, you should. Me and Pete Buttigieg. Me and Mayor Pete. There you go. Give him the call. Give him the call. Okay. All right, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for all the videos and the audio orders coming in. We're being inundated with the holidays coming. People are starting to order their Christmas gifts from us here at Buffer Enterprises now. And we will get all your videos, all of them done by Christmas. If you order your videos by December 21st, you will have them in time, audio or video or otherwise, in time for the Christmas gifts you wish to give out to your UFC friends, your friends who are UFC fans, shall we say. But thank you very much for keeping Chris and I very, very busy. And we Love it. And again, partial proceeds do go to animal, military, and children charities. With that being said, everybody, have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. There's so much to be thankful for in life, and I hope you can say that about yourselves while you're enjoying some good turkey or whatever you choose to eat on the day that families get together and say thank you for everything we have. With that being said, everybody, be a role model to your sphere of influence. Be a leader. Set that path. Set your goals so when you step out on that path, excuse me, set your goals so when you step out on the path, you be the best you can be. Because if you're the best you can be, whether you become the top person in your field or the person who's just great at doing what you do, you are winning. And that's what we're all about on It's Time Radio. It's about winning, being happy, and being the best you can be to everybody around you. Enjoy your life, my friends. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with another exciting, controversial show on It's Time Radio. Buffer out. Sammy Phillips for vice president. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Hey, this is Jill from the Container Store. Oh. Is there something wrong? I just thought a virtual designer would be a cool robot. I could do a robot voice if that helps. Maybe. Hi, I am Jill. Let's design. Nope, absolutely not. Regular voice, thank you. Yeah, I'm not good at impressions. Enjoy free virtual in-home closet design and up to 25% off closet systems with the Container Store's custom closet sale. The Container Store, where space comes from. Where am I? I thought the beer store was on this block. Better check my phone. Hey, Maps, give me directions to the beer store. Your destination is 700 feet ahead on the right. Okay, thank you. But don't settle for any beer this Oktoberfest. Make sure to get Polliner, the number one selling beer at Munich's Oktoberfest. Polliner's beers are the perfect way to bring authentic German celebration into your home. Um, great. That's more information than I needed, but I... And this Oktoberfest, make sure to follow the liter. Excuse me? Follow the liter? No, follow the liter, as in the Polliner liter glass, like they drink in Munich. When you follow the liter across the country and identify the cities where the Polliner liter is at, you could win Oktoberfest prizes, including a kegerator. Okay, Maps, how do I follow the leader? Check out Polliner USA on Instagram and look for the follow the leader posts. Correct answers in the comments are how you enter. Okay, simple enough. Oh, another question. Is this conversation covered in my data plan? Polliner USA, White Plains, New York. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 or older, excluding West Virginia. Ends 102420. Void where prohibited. For rules, see polliner.us forward slash rules. Hashtag beer goals.